This is the Hiking Through Life podcast. We've all been gifted a journey called life. Let's see where the journey leads us today. Welcome to the Hiking Through Life podcast, where we talk with people who in some way, shape, or form have been influenced by the outdoors. I'm Andy, the producer of this podcast, and my lovely wife, Sarah, will be your host. Together, we make up Hiking Through Life. This podcast is all about bringing all kinds of people who are inspired by the outdoors and sharing their stories. We hope that by sharing people's stories, it inspires others to get out and live a more meaningful life. Tune in every week for new episodes, or better yet, subscribe to the Hiking Through Life podcast on your favorite podcast provider. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with others. Also, if you have a story to share or know of anyone who might be interested in being a guest on this podcast, head on over to hikingthroughlife.net slash podcast and get in touch with us. Now sit back and enjoy this week's episode. We've loved doing this podcasting journey. We love bringing awesome guests on. We love seeing that people are listening. And we're really, really grateful that this is hopefully inspiring other people to get outdoors. Yeah, and as part of our mission at Hiking Through Life, we really want to help support others in continuing their journey or starting their journey into the outdoors. So as part of that, we have plans for future episodes to address some listener feedback. So if you have questions about backpacking, hiking, adventuring outdoors, let us know. Email hikingthroughlife at gmail.com and submit us your question or topic and we'll possibly address it in a future episode. This episode is in honor of our wedding anniversary. Which was on August 12th. And it was our third wedding anniversary. So marriage is testing us these days. Just kidding. (laughs) As we go through the years, though, there are things that do arise here and there, like any relationship. So it's not all... Hiking boots and butterflies. (laughs) yeah and we have the added stress of our first child that sarah's pregnant with currently yeah yeah the added stress of that although luckily it hasn't been a stressful pregnancy on my body i think it's just more stressful for us figuring out what to do when we do have our first child it's just those little things so but anyway this episode is about ways we brought nature into our wedding. When Andy and I met, we definitely bonded through the outdoors and camping and hiking. And that was just like the foundation for our relationship. We went on a backpacking trip for like our third date. We met online, if you guys don't know the story. And we had a couple in-person dates at first. And then we were just like, let's go camping. Let's go on an adventure. And it was actually a canoe trip, yeah. Yeah, it was a canoe insight at Scenic State Park in northern Minnesota. Sarah was actually supposed to go with a group from, like, this meetup. Meetup Meetup.com! And she ended up bailing on them because I said I would take her on a better adventure at the same park, actually. (laughs) And it was better. And it's a good thing that we did that because it definitely was a great way for us to bond with Daisy 
over that weekend. And from then on, we were hiking through life. Yeah, I think that trip... Was it that trip? No. It was later on when we decided to start hiking through life, as it is now, as a blog originally, and then eventually into this podcast. Yeah, we realized we started blogging the year we met, which is kind of mind-blowing to me. And if you go to our website under the About Us page, you can read more about kind of how we incorporated the outdoors into our lives and how it's been such a huge um, part of our lives and has made such an impact on us both individually and as a couple. And so, yeah, we wanted to take this time, like you said, Sarah, to just kind of explore within this podcast the different ways in which we incorporated the outdoors into our wedding. Yeah, and if you guys saw our social media posts the other day, we posted a photo from our wedding with our entire wedding party, and in it I was emphasizing that we agreed on most things for our wedding. We knew we were going to do a lot of DIY things because that's just part of our lifestyle, but I had a really hard time finding dresses and having the girls try on all these bridesmaids dresses, so I finally decided, girls, pick what you want, and that picture definitely represents that. And I said, hey guys, I found a great outfit. It took me a while because I was looking for deals, obviously. That's that's how Sarah and I live as well. We're pretty frugal. So I had to find some things that were on sale. And I said, hey guys, here, you're all wearing this. Go out and buy it. So yeah, Andy's guys were all matching. My girls were kind of all over the board with their dresses. So... You should look at the picture if you haven't seen it yet. It definitely represents our personalities. And that's one thing I loved about our wedding is we fully brought our personalities and our uniqueness into it. And I think that's definitely something people should consider doing on their wedding days. It's your day. Make it exactly what you want. Yeah, and as part of that, I mean, outdoor weddings are not always super popular. I think people just always worry about inclement weather whether it be rain or a lot of wind or too hot um but we decided that we really wanted to do an outdoor wedding and we did find a nice place that had a backup plan if the weather did change on us and it wasn't ideal so that's one way in which we incorporated the outdoors was to have a wedding in a nice outdoor space with a it ended up having a nice view over this kind of wooded and farmland valley kind of near our house and so the ceremony itself took place up on a hill with a barn in the background which is where we had our reception and that was the backup plan if the ceremony needed to be moved indoors. Yeah and it was at Echo Bakken in Scandia, Minnesota if people are familiar with that area. Yeah we would highly recommend that venue if you're looking for something that is more outdoorsy and has kind of that older kind of like barn kind of feel that's also affordable. That's the thing that we're running into too is we're finding all these awesome venues but they're out of our price range because at that time and I feel like maybe still is that barn type wedding is very trendy and so places are charging a lot more for it these days. 
Yeah, but this one was definitely within the budget, so check it out if you're curious about an outdoor wedding. So our ceremony was awesome because we planted a plum tree instead of doing like some people do like the sand or like a candle lighting ceremony. Well, we decided yeah, to... Yeah, that's for, for, the, for the unity ceremony. Yeah. So it's like you have the two candles and you kind of light the one with each candle and to symbolize the coming together. We wanted something that was going to be useful for us in the future. So we decided to plant a tree. Yeah, we figured that let's do something that we're that's going to provide us some purpose and that we can always kind of look back at and we ended up planting the tree in our backyard after the ceremony. And the really awesome part of this that really ties our families into this was it we used dirt from our parents' yards. So my parents got dirt from their yard. They dug it up and put it in a jar from their house in their yard. Andy's parents got dirt from their yard and put it in a jar. And then we dumped that dirt into the pot. That the tree was in. So it symbolized the two kind of coming together as one. And then we also did the same with water. I mean, the water wasn't from each of our parents' homes, but um, we did the same thing where each of us had a jar of water and we ended up putting it into the pot that contained the tree. Yeah, and now that tree is in our backyard. It doesn't have plums yet, but... Oh, Still pretty maybe? small. Yeah. But yeah, we're hoping that in the next uh, couple years here that it'll start producing some fruit. In the meantime, we have an apple, two apple trees. They were already at the house when we bought the house, so we did plant the plum tree near the apple trees. And we specifically also got a plum tree that didn't need another pollinator, so it should be able to produce fruit on its own. Yeah, super excited about that. Um, another thing we did to bring the outdoors into our wedding was have pictures of all of our adventures out. So we wanted centerpieces... We wanted to make them unique and personal to us. As some of you know, Andy is a home brewer, so he has been collecting many empty beer bottles for many, many years. Yes, yeah, so as part of our frugal DIY personalities, we used those beer bottles, took all the labels off, and used those as um, centerpieces in which we then put photos on top of the beer bottles. Yes, yeah, so we used a little like wire thing to hold the photo in the beer bottle. And we then displayed pictures from all of our backpacking trips or canoeing trips and then wrote a kind of a description on the back of the photo as to what it was and where it was. Yeah, so that was just kind of a neat way to show our guests all of the adventures we've been on and how this is a huge part of our lives. And at that time too, I mean, we were the year before we camped and backpacked and canoed and adventured like almost every weekend. Seriously, every weekend. I look at us now and I'm like, wow, we're kind of boring now. We don't go on that many adventures. But yeah, when we first met, it was constant. Yeah. And was one of those things where whenever we got together with family or friends, they always asked us, so where were you last? Yeah. They kept saying, oh, what, what was your next adventure? What's, you know, where have you been? Because <laughs> we were always on the move. Oh my gosh, we're like an old, married, boring couple now. 
<laughs> yeah, and I think pregnancy, well, and COVID, both those things kind of got in the way this year. Yeah, there's no doubt that pregnancy has affected my um, energy and wanting to go on a lot of adventures. But once this baby is out, we will be back on the trail a little more so. Yeah, it'll be a little bit different pace and uh, an added um, quality that will make the adventures different from, I guess, what we've done in the past. But also, we're looking forward to this new type of adventure with a child. Yeah, very much a new adventure with a child. I love all the social media groups that I'm already in, getting excited. Backpacking with babies. Great group. Um, another thing we did for our wedding was we had a really cool birch bark cake. It was, yeah, it was a two-tiered cake, and it was actually one of your friends, right? Uh, yeah, a family friend made it. And she did an awesome job, and I think you posted some pictures on our social media of the cake, at least back three years ago during our wedding. Yes, I probably did. Otherwise, you can also go to our YouTube channel, Hiking Through Life, and you can actually see we posted our entire wedding video on our channel. So you'll see some some um, clips of the cake. But anyways, it was like the cake was decorated in the two-tiered fashion where it was basically looking like two small logs of birch bark stacked, or birch stacked on top of each other. Yeah, and we did save it in our freezer. We had some the other day on our anniversary, and it was still good. I had it saran-wrapped many, many times and wrapped in foil, and it still tasted fairly good, but you could tell it was getting towards its end of life. Yeah, I mean, the cake part itself was drying out a bit, but yeah, it was definitely still edible. No mold or anything like that growing on it. Yeah, so three years. Usually people just do it for their first year, but we had so much left over that we just kept saving it. And we did decide this year that it was probably time to just let it go, and we threw the rest of it out. We saved, well, you saved a little bit to just munch on here and there in the next couple days. Yeah, you know, pregnancy cravings, sweet, sweet cravings. <laughs> Another cool thing we did was Andy carved some wood. Yeah, it was more burning wood. I took a a cross section of a log, and it was probably about six inch diameter, and I burned into it with a little wood burning tool. She said I do, and then put our wedding date on it. And I also did that for our engagement too. So we have two pieces of of wood the engagement one I made it says she said yes and it has our engagement date on it so we have both of those actually right now displayed in our house yeah so that's like another cool thing it became a very personal meaning decor in our home yeah and it's just another kind of reminder for us about how you know even sitting around home as much as we have this summer that the outdoors is still an important piece of us. And those things that we do see around our house as decor remind us of that continuously. Yeah, they do. And the baby room that we painted with the mountains in it. That's a great reminder that we're going to hike mountains again. Yeah, someday. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were actually just... Um, Google Photos has this 
um, feature where it looks back at years past and says stuff about on this day a year ago and it shows you kind of a slideshow of different photos you took a year ago on that day or three years ago for our honeymoon that's true too but today it was showing us of our hike in idaho on our road trip last year and when we went to snow peak in idaho and hiked up to the top where there was this observatory where they used to capture these um mountain goats that they would then they would take the mountain goats and relocate them in areas like Colorado and Montana and other places in which the populations had dwindled or where the mountain goats had been extirpated by hunting and stuff like that. And so it was cool to read some of that history at that observatory and they now no longer do that, but we unfortunately weren't able to see any live mountain goats up there. Yeah. Just one dead one. Just a dead one. It looked like it kind of got struck by lightning or something. It was kind of charred on one one side. Yeah, that, that was, was an a, awesome hike. Yeah, and the views from the top of the peak were awesome. Yeah. And three years ago, we were hiking in Jasper National Park for our honeymoon, which was an amazing time. Beautiful space. We went like 14 miles in one day and backpacked. It was our type of honeymoon as you may have seen written about our honeymoon. I don't know if we actually... Oh, that, that blog's sitting in the drafts. <laughs> It'll be out one day. It's been sitting in the drafts since after the honeymoon. <laughs> Every year I, I joke to Andy that for our anniversary he should release the honeymoon blog. It's just one of those things that takes forever because it's so special. It's got to be the right... It's got to be perfect. No, the real reason, I think, is because I want to add video clips to it, and I haven't edited our videos from our honeymoon. Yeah, we have a lot of videos where we're probably just making a lot of noise to keep the grizzly bears away. Yeah, that was one thing that we had to watch out for up there, is because they do have grizzly bears, and that was Sarah's biggest concern on the whole honeymoon, was I want to see people because there's bears up here, and I don't want to see a bear. Yeah, I was concerned the whole time because we were very isolated and very remote. If something happened to us, nobody would know. Luckily, we did get our Garmin GPS right before that trip. But even so, it was my first time being that remote and Andy's first time being that remote. And it was just the two of us, so... We love our Garmin inReach and it was actually something that your parents, as a wedding gift, um, gave to us. yeah. It's something that we use on, like, all of our trips now. Even sometimes when we're just going up to the um, Superior Hiking Trail, it's just that peace of mind where if something did happen, that we have a way to communicate with either emergency services or somebody back home if it's not a kind of life-threatening issue. Yeah, well, and you used it on your through hike. Every time you got to a campsite at night, you would message me. Yeah, I would message you in the morning when I left and then when I got to my campsite in the evening. And you were also able to track me. There's a tracking feature. So Sarah was able to just go to the tracking site and see where I was along the whole trail. And we use it all the time in the Boundary Waters too. And when we're bringing new people up into the Boundary Waters, we send them the link so that their family or friends back home can track them if they so choose. 
So yeah, we love our Garmin InReach. And now they make like a Garmin InReach Mini, which has all of the features. It's just a smaller device. So if you are concerned about weight, you can purchase the smaller device and it pairs with your phone via Bluetooth. So you can see on your phone screen all of the different features um, on the GPS and you don't have to use that little screen. But we'll have a link to the Garmin InReach because we do love it so much. We'll have a link to that in the podcast description. Yeah, huge safety measure. So back to our wedding. Our wedding was very much um, a reflection of us. It was kind of our easygoing personalities. It wasn't super structured. There was a lot of things that people could do. So this Echo Bakken place, they do snow tubing in the winter, so it's up on a hill. Looking back at our video, so we watch our wedding video every year on our anniversary. Yeah, which I'm so happy we got it on video. Yeah. And on this hill, you can see just between the ceremony and the official reception dinner, you can see all the little kids running up and down the hill, just having a great time. Yeah, just so much space to run and play, and then people were mini-golfing. Yeah, they have a little mini-golf course that the guests can use. They had bags set up. Oh my gosh, another thing we did was had a trail mix bar. That's like so outdoorsy and fun. We had a build-your-own-trail-mix bar. Which would be maybe difficult to do now in COVID days, but... <laughs> yeah, pre-COVID. It, and it had a cute rhyme to it. Andy and Sarah, the perfect mix. Build your own trail mix. <laughs> that cute rhyme is courtesy of Andy's very creative aunt, Sue. Yes, who did, uh, she threw us a great wedding shower and it was very outdoor themed. It had like a little tent with all our gifts in and the foods and stuff were all outdoor themed. Yeah. So definitely, like, our family knows we love the outdoors and fully supported that as we were getting married and as we dive into our hiking through life adventure. Yeah, the other thing that we incorporated into our wedding was our hiking boots. So not only did I wear mine throughout the whole day and night. Another great tip to not have to buy shoes. (laughs) But yeah, I was like, well, I'm wearing, I wore jeans for the wedding and it was like a plaid shirt with a vest and stuff. So I figured hiking boots were appropriate. I don't think dress shoes would have fit the outfit. And then Sarah, with her dress, wore hiking boots for a short period of time. Yeah, it was more so just for pictures and a short period of time. But yeah, you had sandals for the most part. Yeah, flat sandals. No heels for me ever. But I think it was a good look. The wedding dress and the hiking boots, you should have just wore it the whole time. Yeah, I <laughs> I really should have. Your friends, though, that are more into fashion did not really approve of that. Oh, for sure. They they would have not. They didn't approve of it at all. But yeah, the, the sandals were, were good. They were nice flat sandals that I did end up wearing. And I still wear them to two things. They're my they're like my fashion sandals now. My one pair of fashion sandals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you more so wear your uh, your hiking sandals. Yeah, the ones that we brought to the Boundary Waters this summer. Yeah. I wear those everywhere this summer. Like my the, Attica sandals. Yeah, they're closed-toed, super lightweight. So lightweight, so supportive, so quick drying when they get wet. 
yeah, we'll have a link to those two in our show notes so you guys can check those out too. It's something I just found on Amazon, one of those browsing some water sandals, closed toed, and yeah, they ended up being awesome and Sarah wears them all the time now. Yeah, they're amazing support. So if you need supportive shoes during summer, during pregnancy, during boundary waters, check that link. Highly recommended. As you've heard, we've incorporated a ton of outdoors things and themes throughout our wedding. And it was an awesome wedding. We've heard so much good feedback from everyone that attended the wedding too. They said it was a great time. The weather cooperated for us too, so we didn't have to do the indoor thing. I mean, for some it was maybe a little hot, but at least up on the hill we had a bit of a breeze. Very sunny. I mean, we couldn't have asked for anything better, I don't think. Absolutely not. It was a beautiful day. That's the one thing that I think we wanted to showcase in our wedding is just how much the outdoors has been a part of our lives and continues to be and how much we value it. And so if you're looking to plan your wedding, just I would highly encourage you to just kind of before you get into all of what should I do or the traditional kind of wedding things, yeah, just ask yourself. Before you get sucked into like the materialistic things of it. And yeah, and just what you think you should do. Take a step back and say, okay, what do I really value? What, what do I really want to have as part of one of the most important days of your life? And it only happens once for the most part. For the most part. (laughs) (laughs) Ideally, it only happens once. So make it special. Make it you. Make it important to you. Make it reflective of you. Yeah, I think that's a really important key for wedding planning. Just to remember, it's, it's for you guys at the end of the day. It's for you guys and everybody coming to celebrate you. Yes, it's a celebration of you. And I don't think there's anything out there that can tell you how to plan your wedding other than yourself and what's important to you. So we had an awesome night a few nights ago watching and reflecting back on our wedding. Yeah, the other cool thing is that we put as part of the centerpieces another thing that we made on our own. I had all my bridesmaids help was these little books where people would write marriage advice So we had like a few books for year one, year two, year three, year four, year five. And each anniversary, we pull those out and read the advice. It's good. It's a good reminder from the family and friends that are closest to you of just bringing it back. I mean, as the years go on, you kind of maybe lose touch a little bit about why you got married in the first place and some of those feelings that you had during that day and just the whole foundation you know of your relationship can get mucky with some of distractions of life right right what's going on in the world what's you know going on with having a child for us for example and we just got to keep kind of grounded and rooted and making sure that we reflect back on why we got married in the first place and why we are together. Yeah, those are like really good reminders for that. And because it's so true, people do get caught up in the hustle bustle of things. And it's very good advice too that we get from some more experienced um, 
relationships such as our parents or grandparents that have written in them. Yes. My mother's advice was go to Duluth and hold hands. (laughs) (laughs) And then you get some of those comedic ones where they say... Woman's always right. Always listen to your wife. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Sarah's excited about that one. (laughs) Always listen to me. Yeah. Sometimes I got to remind myself that Sarah's always right, even if she's wrong. No, just kidding. I <laughs> We compromise a lot in our relationship. Yeah, even though I like to have things my way sometimes. Yeah, Andy's definitely our um, type A between the two of us. And the trail guide. Yeah, <laughs> he's the detail, detailed trail guide. Someone needs to keep us aboard ship. Yeah, I mean, we would go down so many different paths and without a direction if you let us sometimes. And you would eventually get to the destination. It's but all about the journey. It is where about the journey. Where will your journey take you? And that's where I'm trying to take us. The most efficient path possible. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that, I think it's been fun to reflect on our wedding day and celebrating those anniversaries. And that's one thing that we did, too, is just took the day and said, okay, we're just going to focus on being together And we did. We luckily have flexibility to do that. So we were able to do that in the middle of the week. And it was nice. Andy beat me in cribbage. (laughs) We had to relearn how to play cribbage a little bit. (laughs) It's just been a while. But yeah, once we got into it, Sarah might have regretted playing just because there is a bit of strategy and a lot of math. Yeah, lots of math. (laughs) So maybe next year it'll be like Candyland or something. I, I do great with that. <laughs> well, and we'll have our child who will be about yeah. one at the time, so... Color coordination. Yeah, gotta start start small. Or we could <laughs> play Risk and get them really thinking strategy. That's a little too extreme even for me. <laughs> so with that, enjoy the journey because that's all you have. Life is a journey. Life is an adventure. And where's your journey taking you? Make the most of it. Peace, love, and hike through life. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support Hiking Through Life, you can go to hikingthroughlife.net slash shop. We have t-shirts, water bottles, and we recently added stickers to the shop. Use the code podcast at checkout and receive 10% off your first order. There are other ways you can support this podcast as well. You can check those out at hikingthroughlife.net slash support. Also, be sure to sign up for our email list. You can do that by heading over to hikingthroughlife.net. Enter your email address and click subscribe. There's no commitment. You can unsubscribe at any time. As part of our email list, you'll receive our monthly newsletter. We'll also be sending out any promotional codes for Hiking Through Life gear. It's an excellent way to follow Hiking Through Life's journey. You've been listening to the Hiking Through Life podcast. Peace, love, and hike through life.